We've been recording for one five seconds now. <laughs> hey, anyone who's listening to it will click off because they'll go, something's wrong with their audio. So, hey. <laughs> I, I, I thought whoever's whoever's recording on their end start, start, started off. Makes sense. Welcome to Sarcasmic Cast, episode 51, the movie and gaming podcast. That's hey. the wrong way around. Is it the gaming and movie? No, it's Sarcasmic Cast, a movie and gaming podcast, episode 51. Uh, I put the episode before the subtitle because it's more. Yeah. <laughs> 51. Our ages combined? How old are you? No, that would be like 56. <laughs> Actually, it would. It would be 25. 30. No, no. Combine 30 and 26. Oh, yeah, 26. <laughs> I, I, gave, I gave myself an extra year. You, you gave me an extra, what, five years? <laughs> no, I said, are, are you 25? Oh, no, no. I've, I've grown since then, though. Yeah. <laughs> Got a so lot to talk about. Got a lot to talk about. Yeah, things are good. Uh, stuff's opening up. Pub beer gardens are open again. Have you been to any pubs recently? Yes, I've been to the oh god, what is it called? The Kellerman or the Keelman? Mm. That's near. That's um, Newcastle Way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may not have been. We should go sometime though. It's pretty cool. Although it's in an area where there's a fuck ton of twenty to thirty mile an hour roads. Right, and they're just a nightmare to get through. <laughs> I'm not a fan of cruising. Why are you going? Yeah, <laughs> all the way to the pub. But no, it was uh, it was good. We had some good food. Uh, had a had a chat with my mate. It was it was good. Life's good. It's getting better. Is the main point? How about oh, you? Been no, not yet. I was going to go to the White Hills, but uh, they 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 booked up. So I thought I can't can't be asked for this. Yeah. And it's gonna be even more booked tomorrow for bank holiday when most people yeah. are working. Well I'm working anyway tomorrow. Yeah, same, same. But I've got a week off, uh, end of May after everything's all, everything's back to normal-ish. So we'll have to get together in person. Hey. And do an episode off too. Yeah, I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. But you wanted to do a Jackbox video. Mm-hmm. For the Sarcasma Cast channel, what's that about? Sarcasma plays. Yeah, just, you know, just content, you know? And I thought, since we're good at streaming this, and obviously we'll probably stream through Discord and share the screen, it would be a nice little, you know, fun time. So how, how would it work? How, what, so what would I be playing the game on? You will be using your phone, but I will be hosting on my PC, streaming through Discord, through screen share. And would I have the iPad on like this? Yeah, and whatever device you're using for the game, like your phone, for example, that's what you'd use. Yeah. yeah. So, Dan, do you want to lead off with what we're going to talk about? We've got a lot to talk about. Dear, um, you're going to run off the Oscars. I will get that out of the way. Winners. Yeah. I've got uh, three film reviews, and these are unhinged. I've watched that. <laughs> It's a fantastic comedy. Um, the bad times at the El El Royale. I'm excited for this one, like, I'm and really the lighthouse. Oh, so you were thinking, oh, I've got nothing to say in this episode. Well, you could chime in with the lighthouse, though. That's one of your least favorite films of all time. Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like my favorite of the decade so far. Like, yeah, top end. I've got a couple of gaming first impressions as well. I've played um, about an hour, about two hours worth of Gears of War, the first the first one. Nice. And Dead Rising 3. Ooh. When you get to four and five, we can do co-op. When, when we're what? When you get to, if you get to Gears of War 4 and Gears of War 5, we can do co-op. Oh, yeah. Hey. What about co-op on Dead Rising 3? Do you want the game? Um, if it's playable on PC and co-opable through PC and Xbox, then great. Aye. Have a look. I will. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll check now. <laughs> I'll check now. You get your. Uh, I'm going to start are you doing first. Okay, so I'll, I'll start while you're popping on with, with whatever you're doing yeah. with my review of Unhinged. Hi, yeah, go for so, it. So Russell Crowe 
wears a fat suit. Right. I think it's a fat suit. You think? I hope, I hope it's a fat suit. Because he's in a serious health. He's going to have serious health issues if that ain't a fat suit. Um, and he plays a character who's unhinged because of road, road rage. Ah, uh, those Americans. Is, so, does he play an American? I think so, yeah. <laughs> there you go, makes sense. So uh, he's at a, a set of traffic lights and there's this mother and her son like in the car. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get him to school. The light's on green. He doesn't drive away. So she blares the horn at him, overtakes him and goes, hey, fucking bastard, yeah. <laughs> More or less. So then he starts, so it all escalates from there. He chases her down. He kills a lot of people, actually. He, he's quite the murderer. Because uh, he's unhinged, you see. Oh, damaged. <laughs> and um, Russell Crowe is hilarious. I imagine so. Because we watched the trailer, didn't we, one time? Yeah. And I was and like, oh, from... what's Russell Crowe going to knock out this time? Oh, he's in a car. He overtook... Oh, someone overtook him. Wow, he takes this shit really seriously. <laughs> yeah, he took it really seriously. <laughs> he burned down some, some someone's home. He... Um, threw a cup in some guy's face, he strangled a kid, he set another kid on fire. <laughs> He's unhinged, I tell you. Oh, no. I haven't given it a written yet because I don't know what to give it. So is that just the plot? Is the plot centred on him and him tracking down people and killing people or is it centred on the woman who overtakes him and her just getting this away woman. from him? Just okay. this woman and her trying to get away from him. Right, <laughs> but uh, it's very average. I am. If it was so. a comedy, it would be up there. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's what I gathered from the trailer. To be honest, I haven't got that much to say about it. Russell Crowe is, like I say, he's funny. Uh-huh. Um, is he convincing as a psychopath? I think he is. Yeah. I bought it, but he was he was a funny psychopath. Um. I'd give it a five. Yeah. It's not about right, I think. Uh, not much else to say about that film. It just yeah. came away. It was one of the only few films that was released in cinemas last, last year, though. Yeah. And uh, I'm pleased I didn't see it in the cinema. Mm-hmm. That would have been that. Yeah, I was tempted to because St. Maud was out at the same time and I had a day off on one of the weekends. So I was like, I could catch Unhinged and St. Maud, but I caught neither. I watched St. Maud when it came out. Maud. Hmm? I wish I saw St. Maud. I mean, it's on Blu-ray now. It's very yeah. well worth watching. Um, did we uh, discuss Audion dropping the price of their Limitless? Yes. No, maybe not on the podcast, no. Uh, that's still going though, isn't it? Yeah, so audience prices where we live were $17.99 because I got that the year before the pandemic. I got that through 2019 and it was very, very useful. Um, but now they've dropped it to $9.99, I believe. I'm on the website now and uh, see, and I'm on the site now. Uh, see all our films uh, you want as often as you like. Enjoy 10% off selected food and drink. So what would that incur? It's restaurants what? that they're linked with, so Frankie and Benny's, Zizzy's and stuff. So it doesn't include popcorn and nachos? Mm, that's, isn't that separate? Like, isn't it like 20% of popcorn and drinks or whatever? That'll be under snacks, if that's um, further down. Exclusive invites to see films before they're released. Now with reduced three-month minimum term when you pay monthly. And lastly, now from only $9.99 a month if you join by the 30th of September 2021. It's a good way to get people back, like. Yep. And, yeah, the 10% off selected food and drink, um, it includes, like, the popcorn, nachos. Right, okay. So originally they were linked with something called a go eat card or something and that was for selected restaurants so the 10 percent off snacks and drinks mm. yeah it'll be their condiments and shit so i think i'll, I'll be doing that mate yeah 100 percent. the instant they open 
ten pound a month. Yes, please. Um, how much extra would it be if you went to the Audion Lux? Do you know? I th- from my knowledge, um, IMAX it was an extra like it ranged between three and five quid depending on what film it was. I think if it's IMAX 3D, it's like seven, eight quid somewhere around there, and then Lux is, a, is an extra tenner per film. I think. Mm. Because the Lux experience is like 10 or 15 quid on top of the standard price. It's like capped at 20 quid per person. Yeah. Yeah. So to my knowledge, it was a ten at that time that I went to, oh God, what was it? It was one of the Marvel films, I think. Might be an endgame. I have got any films on their site. That is a good question. Oh no, something is wrong with audience. Oh no, I'm back on it. <laughs> so if we go to films, what do we have? I'm going to go to the one at Gates, not the Metro. I'm going to go Peter Rabbit 2. Where are you showing? <laughs> oh yeah. It's just uh, called Metro. Yet. Oh no, something has gone, gone wrong. So I don't think the cinemas have anything on this on their website to signify what will be coming out yeah they i don't think they have a listing for films at the moment they will do but not recent not this soon basically yeah i mean we just got away i didn't at the baftas they said it would cinemas would be starting to open this month yeah they are opening this month yeah yeah I wonder where Metro Center is going to come into that because Metro Center is still open. It would make sense to open the Audion. You know? Two weeks tomorrow. <gasps> okay. I'll be um, paid as well. Still on box uh, film. Uh, yeah. I want to talk about the bad times of the El Royale. Yeah. Uh, saw this one on Disney Plus. Through Star. Uh, eh? Through Star. Through Star. Because Disney doesn't premiere bad times at the Yellow Rock. <laughs> There's some shit in there. <laughs> it's um, a film of two halves. Yes. First half, I would give an, a solid eight out of ten. Oh, halves that you... Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think I meant? As in, there is a definitive middle section of the movie where something happens and then it changes to a totally different point. Oh, no. I mean, two halves as in quality... Uh, Quality wise, right. So okay. the first half is a, is a solid eight out of ten, mm-hmm. and the second half I would go down to a five. Because the first half it's like a mystery type of thing. Yeah. These five very different characters arrive at this hotel. Yeah. And it hasn't been used for a while. And uh, you see one person go off to their room, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And um. If you follow one character's journey till it comes to an end of that particular story, not, not to the end of the character, but to, to like a little break. To my knowledge, it was how they ended up there. No. Oh. It's been, it's been, it's well, been a couple of years since I've seen it. <laughs> you have seen it? I have seen it, yes. Oh, right. I thought you yeah, hadn't seen it. Yeah, it's like a couple of years ago. I rented it on Prime when it was 99 pence. Oh. Um, yeah, so you see what certain characters are getting up to, mm-hmm. and then you switch to their point of view yeah. to fill in the gaps. And I, I like that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Me then too. it got to about halfway, and you didn't get any of that now. Because you're all introduced... The questions have been answered. Yeah, all questions are answered. You get introduced to Chris Hemsworth's character. And, and then, then from there... It, yeah, uh, it went downhill for you. For me, did I? Right, okay. Uh-huh. I, 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 not to say that. The... I want to change my rating. Actually, I think I can't remember what, what rating I gave it. Oh God! You find you your rating. Yeah, I was going to say you find your rating. I thought, like you, the first half was really great. Mm. With the introduction to Chris Hemsworth's character and the cult that he's a part of, I was like, oh, this is kind of like a Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Manson, uh, Charles Manson kind of cult going on here yeah and i and i understood how that would bring tension to the whole thing but i didn't expect them to meet um 
and when they met it it, it went all right for me i didn't uh, like in terms of why you gave it a low rating for what reason did it bore you did it totally take it everything out of it i wasn't interested in it right i feel as though all the questions at that point that we had aside from what weren't they looking for money yes for a briefcase um, jeff bridges played a priest yes uh and he was on a bank for, for money that he got from a bank heist uh, yeah 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 because then you see one character mm -hmm. he goes to drug her drink yeah then she smashes them over the head because she just she, she sees them do it and you think oh bloody hell jeff bridges is better of an arsehole in this film but like I say, it switches the point of view around to him, and you might find out why he's doing it, yeah, and how we how we got there and all that. That scene so, was yeah. great. I love that scene. Up until around that point, up until Chris Hemsworth work, walks in the door, mm -hmm. I loved loved it. I thought it was Jeff's really pretty really good. <laughs> Kate said that as well. Chef's kiss. Just about an hour and a half ago, she should done that. Chef's that kiss. moment in that film, Chef's kiss. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I've changed my rating from a seven to a six on reflection. Okay, that's still good. That's still a good rating. Um, Dakota Johnson was pretty good. Uh, she was the, the sister of a girl that was in the cult. Yep, the second best thing that I've seen her in. Uh -huh. um, but like I said, everything connected with the cult, I didn't really enjoy. Yeah, I would have yeah. rather had a, a bit of a murder mystery type of thing. Yeah. I see. I understand where you're coming from. Definitely. What did you think of uh, Cynthia Cynthia Arrivo? Great singer, soul, soul singer. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. That I think that was actually my favorite scene when there, when Jeff Bridges is under the bed and they know that there's a two way mirror there, or they don't know there's a two way mirror there, and he's knocking to beats when she's like clapping and stuff. Yeah, I love that. They yes, they know it's there, but they don't know if she if someone's behind there watching. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I need to watch it again. If it's on Star, oh. I'll definitely see it. The time with the maggot. So six yeah, so out of ten. What did you give it? Um, I think I gave oh god. Let me check. I'll be able to get it up real quick. It was called Bad Times. Oh, the Tomorrow War starring. What's it called? Chris Pratt. Bad oh, times. That? Uh, that, that's a new Chris Pratt movie. Um, I gave it... Uh, oh, no, I'm not signed in. <laughs> to give it a rating, you must be signed in. There we go. That's it. Oh. Okay, I'll look on my phone because I'm definitely signed in on my phone and it'll take literally two seconds. Yeah, I'm guessing you've given it the same as well. Chris gave it the same, six. I'm guessing you did as well. Oh, um, I think I did. I gave it, oh, I gave it an eight. I really enjoyed it. And I, wow. and I, well, the thing that made me get through the cult stuff was the music. I loved the music in the second half, especially, um, oh, the song that's reused in um, Once Upon a Time when it introduces Margot Robbie's character. That song, whatever it's called. Love it. Da, 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 da. What's what's it about? Da, 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 Something like that. I think I know the one you mean. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna find it on on this right here. Oh, starts off with the wolf howl. And obviously, if we're playing this along off uh, pod on the podcast, we're gonna get copyright straight away. We'll just talk over it. Uh, I'm gonna have to look at that. I'm not exactly sure. I got nothing coming through here. Chris. As, as faint as it is, I think I can hear it and I think it's a yes. Honestly, when, when you're playing audio through a microphone, it doesn't necessarily come up 
because you're not the, all right. yeah you're coming through all right because you're a human voice the microphone detects uh like tv computer audio and doesn't necessarily put it through ah clever yeah so that song is by Deep Purple. Deep Purple, that's the band. Yeah. And it's called Hush. Hush. Yeah. Your favourite Batman comic. In, in one of them, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so I give Bad Royal. So like that, it's a six out of ten for Bad Times at the L L Y L. I'm I'm glad you've seen it. I'm glad you saw it. Uh I'm glad I've seen the next film as well. The Lighthouse. Just give me give two me, uh, men in a phallic shaped object. Give me give me 10 <laughs> seconds. I want to do something for the next 10 seconds. Right, okay. Pretend. Oh, hold on. I've actually got yes. it here. Where's it at? There it is. Right. So. Right. He's holding the lighthouse blue ale. Yes, I like that. And now you pretend to hit it. And doing the chef's kiss, right? Wow. I'm presuming the chef kisses. Uh, you're holding up again. You're gonna, you're gonna kiss the disc. Kiss, yes, well done. That's it. So you like the film, do you? I love that. I would go to bed with that film, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you do all the nasty things, with it? You don't know what that disc looks like. So, what did you think of the lighthouse? Uh, I gave it a ten out of ten. What did uh, what we did you give it? Uh, uh, my phone's going to die, so I'm not going to play the celebration music. Uh, I give it a 10. It's my favourite of the decade. I love it. Uh, you could probably talk more about it than I can. I just thought uh, it's possibly one of Willem Dafoe's best performances. It is his best, it's, definitely. I think, from what I've seen him in, it's Robert Pattinson's best one. Easily. And from the dude that made The Witch. Yeah. Uh, Robert Eggers, my boy. That's it. Yeah. And uh, for all it was classed, I think it was like uh, supposed to be creepy. Mm -hmm. It was also quite funny in places. Yes, very much so. It just shows you two men's descent into madness. Whilst farting along the way. And it's quite apt for the current climate as what we're now. Being locked in with yeah. whoever's in your household it was can't it, go out anywhere yeah fantastic how it came out it resonated we, a little bit we saw it end of january 2020 and then i watched it again when i was cleaning my room one of the times and and i thought the exact same thing i went people are watching this now and they're gonna get like paranoia because it's like two men on a rock by themselves you don't know how much time is passing and you just you can't leave because for us it's a fucking pandemic. For them, it's they're on a rock the size of your street, basically, um, a part of your street, should I say? Um, and they can't get off. There is no way for them to get off because it's in the eighteen hundreds. Like maritime travel wasn't as regular as it is nowadays. You know, mm. great, great character piece as well for Robert Pattinson. Loved it. What were three? Let me start again. What were your three favorite moments of the film? Um, I could pick five, but we'll go three. I have a definitive two. Good. What are the two? The sound you hear when well, it's near the end. It's at the end when Robert Pattinson's character. I can't remember what his name is. His name is Thomas. Is it Thomas, is it? They're is both called... Name? Yeah, yeah, they're both called Thomas. Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson are both called Thomas, but one's called Tom and one's called Thomas. Tom, Thomas. Yeah. Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> so Robert Pattinson, he gets up to the lighthouse, yes. to the top of the, where the bulb is, mm -hmm. and you just see... You don't see what he's looking at, you just see him looking at it. Mm -hmm. I just like the sound... The players over that as he just sorts while he's screaming. I love it. As he just goes mad from what he sees. Yeah. And normally I don't look into films, like the symbolism behind films. Mm -hmm. I, and, I, and I didn't with this film. Yes. But I, I like um, scenarios where it's left to your own interpretation. Definitely. As it's blatantly left open to the audience's interpretation. It as is. in this film is. So you're left to uh, interpret, discuss, debate 
what it is that the characters were looking at, whether or not they were looking at the same thing or mm -hmm. different things, because they had different reactions when they were up there. Yep. Willem Dafoe was just giving it that. Love it. And Robert Pattinson <laughs> just went crackers. Yes. So, um, yeah, so I like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I liked was Willem Dafoe's, uh, however many minutes long it was, uh, monologue he gave just without blinking. His, um, oh God, what was it? Um, Hark Poseidon, Hark Poseidon speech. Possibly, possibly, yeah. I loved it. Could, so I'm presuming could, those two, were those two moments in your top five moments? Uh, that speech that Willem Dafoe gives, what, 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 you're fond of my lobster? Um, but yeah, I'll just say that, it's the fond of me lobster speech. Um, the scene where Robert Pattinson snaps and wrecks that seagull mm -hmm. oh, when he God, smacks I... it against the rock. And, it obviously and... wasn't a real seagull. Hopefully. Oh, no, no, no. I was thinking that can't be a real seagull, but it looked... The... When, when he had it and he'd smacked it and he left it hanging, it looked so realistic. Like it was an actual body just like kind of flopping. Yeah. Um, but at that point, you knew that shit was going to go bad and no oh, my it did the third uh i think it was no it was it was a funny scene where he, he he's holding the shit that him and willem defoe have in the yeah, pot he goes to empty it and the wind just blasts <laughs> that was funny yeah and it was and it was funny for the for the time that it happened but then when it moved to the next scene it was like uh, uh, I believe it was when they were drinking and then spiraling down kind uh, of thing. It's uh, it doesn't dwell on the jokes. But no, it, they use the jokes effectively when they do arrive to yeah. ease the not break the tension, but to ease it. That's it. I feel you nailed it on there. Uh, I liked the look of the film. It was very. I know it sounds that would have been a black and white film, but the blacks were very black. Mm hmm. Uh, I like I like that and how it uh, juxtaposed juxtaposed with yep. the whiteness of the shots yes. and its aspect ratio as well. I like films that are in four four by three. Uh, that wasn't actually in four by three, Dan. That was no. in, and I'll go to IMDb for this because IMDb has the specific measurements. I'll also mention the cameras that they used because I think they were cameras that were used in early filming as well, so they would have cost a fuck ton to put together um the aspect was in 119 by one right so it's 1.19 by one aspect four by three you've got a short bar on either side with 191 it's pretty much half the screen is like them black bars imagine those black bars are together but they're on separate sides yeah much 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 less room but it worked it really did work for the film uh all filmed on location in nova scotia in canada i bet it was freezing there as well uh yep yeah. from what interviews i've seen they said it was some of the coldest conditions that they've ever worked sometimes the cameras would freeze up and they would not be able to film at certain points uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty great and apparently, I've got some uh, nice little trivia here. Um, <laughs> according to director Robert Eggers, the original script included a very juvenile shot of a lighthouse moving like an erect penis and a short match cut to an actual erect penis. Uh, A24 and New Regency only agreed to Edge's shooting on 35mm black and white negative if he removed all scenes of full frontal male nudity, including scenes with erections in them, in order to avoid an NC-17 rating. So you were right with the symbolism and the phallic symbols of the lighthouse yeah. and the penises everywhere. Um, yeah, I'm honestly really glad that you liked it. And I'm, Well, that's why I gave it a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. And I'm glad you gave it a, big, a big, bigger rating than The Handmaiden, because this is something more akin to you than The Handmaiden is, definitely. Mm -hmm. Whether The Handmaiden is better than The Lighthouse for me is another story entirely. And that's something I'm going to probably say near the end of the decade. 
got a long, got a long way to go. We have a long time. <laughs> a long time. Um, so, gaming. Got okay. some uh, games to talk about. So, like I said, I've um, been playing Gears of War and Dead Dead Rising Three. Never played any Gears of War game ever. So I, I thought I'd start with the first one on, and it was available to download on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Didn't realise I actually own it as well. I own the copy of the disc. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, okay. I was looking at my shelf one day, I was like, oh, fuck, I've got Gears of War. <laughs> Very hey, nice. Well, you live and learn. Mm-hmm. And I thoroughly, I'm thoroughly enjoying it so far. Good. Good, I like um, the cover mechanics. I like the shooting, the mm-hmm. way that works. The mini boss battles are pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Have you played the, the first game? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the, the name of this particular character is called, but he's a big mutant looking thing, and you can't kill it via conventional weapons. So you have to lure it outside into the open to use the hand of God. I think it's called the God hammer. The hammer of the hammer of dawn. Some of that. Right. The Hammer of Dawn. Um, I forget the name. Creature. One sec. Creature in Gears of War. It's been a while since I've played the games myself because I've never... The only way I'd go back to it, the Locust Hydra? Nope. Hmm. Okay. Um, we have a Corpser, which is the Spinalite nope. creature. Nope. The Brumac. Berserker. Berserker. Oh, the fuck's the Berserker? Ah, Locust Berserker. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the big armored, um, armored locust dude. Yeah, that's what that uh, mini boss battle was pretty tense because you had to lure them, so you have to break through these breakable doors, so you have to get them outside then to yeah. kill them off. Uh, I'm still not sure about the context of the story so far. I know that there was a war or, or something. That's, that happened. You'll get more context the more games you play. Right. You'll know it by the third, basically. Yeah. And I will be playing them eventually. Like, so what is that? One, two, three, four, Judgment and five. five. Yeah, Judgment and Judgment's a spin-off, though. Judgment is not... Well, I'm not saying it's not canon. It's just not considered a main entry. All right, so I'll I'll score through the numerical order. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool things. So, yeah, so I'll be playing that um, more and more as the weeks go on. I think I still have Gears 1 on my 360. So, uh, cool, my bro. I'll be up for that. Um, the other game I've been playing is Dead Rising 3. Yes. It uh, wasn't available on Game Pass. No. So I went to no. CX and bought it for £5. And I'm loving it. Still mm-hmm. enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it more than Dead Rising 4. Yes. But to this very second, I do not understand why people don't like Dead, Dead Rising 4. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I haven't played the first two. Yeah. No, please, I haven't. Well, yeah, because you, you're not a fan of the time mechanics. But have you played uh, Dead Rising 3? Yes. That has a, a sort of time mechanic during the story mode. As yeah. As a limit to complete the side missions. Yes. But I'm loving all. Just the gameplay itself, um, mm-hmm. killing zombies with whatever you can find and whatever weapons you can make, whatever yeah. vehicle you can make, it's just great fun. Half the time with these Dead Rising games, especially the first two, mm-hmm. whenever I've got a time limit to do the main story, I just go, oh, I failed to, meet, to reach the limit for that main quest. Do I want to start again or continue? I'll just fucking continue and I'll just kill zombies. I'll get into my range roller and I'll just run over every zombie I see. It's great. So with the time mechanics, unless I'm specifically going for the related achievements and stuff, I'm fine just doing whatever. And it doesn't impact my experience with the games. Um, it's just a, a different way to play, basically. With three, is it a perfect, is it a kind of happy medium between previous, it seems like it's a happy medium between previous entries and four? Uh because it plays like four to an extent, but it's using mechanics that have been in previous games while also incorporating new ones that will be in four. I like it how it's closer to four than it is to one two. Yeah. I like the open world. I like how there's no timer. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to hopefully trying the core 
so that could be that looks like it could be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a fan of like I, I do miss going in, like being in a mall. Mm-hmm. I think I, I was I liked how they brought that back for Thor. Yeah, but um, I can't wait to play more of it. Really, just killing zombies. Aye, and if you own it again, if you're able to play it, mm-hmm. we'll have to try uh, co-op. Uh, well, I don't have my Xbox One X at the moment. Um, for funding reasons um, but I'm going to see if we can cross play so me on PC because I've got it on Steam um, and you on Xbox One I wonder if there is a way we can play it together if not then I'll join you on Gears absolutely mm-hmm. um, that's all I've got to talk about do you want to do a bit of Oscars coverage uh, yeah, I want to mention one quick thing. Um, it's potentially a review in works, but I picked up this last week. Enter Void. Enter the Void, Gaspar Noé's passion project. Apparently it's got a lot of sex in, but I haven't started it yet. Apparently it's like Climax is the spiritual successor to Enter the Void, so... I will be talking about this and Climax in a potential review later on. Um, awesome. Two hours, um, 30 minutes, though. It's, it's, it's going to be a long watch. It's going to be a fucking long watch. Um, yeah, I want to talk about the Oscars. Let us share this screen with the people and see what won and stuff. Um, so you're recording the screen as well? Yes, it is. So... We did this with the with the BAFTAs, Dan. Uh, we did it with um, Word as well. So it's any screen that we share, it's recorded. Um, yeah, you're going to see a lot of repeats on this list to the BAFTAs because there was not that many films that came out last year. Um, but let's just go down them. Uh, you guys will be able to see on the video. Um, actually, we haven't been uploading these videos to... Our YouTube channel, have we? No, that's why I was wondering why you were <laughs> on the video. Guys, you've got a bulk load of shit to watch this next month. I'm telling you now. <laughs> upload it, aye. Yeah. Do you want to upload your Twitch streams to YouTube as well? Um. Well, we're, I'm using OBS to stream through to Twitch. What's so OBS? It is a little UI, a user interface that you use in conjunction with Twitch to manage your stream basically i mean you right. can manage your stream via twitch but it's much more better to use obs um but obs basically records my gameplay i'm able to edit it as i see fit basically. Nice. so let's start off with uh these are just the category that the oscars have listed i don't know if it's in alphabetical or whatever but let's go so we've got actor in the leading role. We have Stephen Young for, for Minari. We have Gary Oldman for Mank. Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's. Um, we have Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. But of course, it went to Anthony Hopkins for the, for the Father, which we're getting next month, apparently. Might go to watch. Yeah. His uh, second Oscar, I believe, as well. Was his first Sound of the Lambs? It was. Damn. Horror and drama. Hopkins hot points <laughs> but yeah i really really want to see the father and i'm quite shocked that we're not getting it till june and yeah and uh, daniel kaluuya for supporting actor uh, do we just want to go through the winners yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i can mention the nominees but you guys on the video will be able to see it so people listening on shitey apple podcasts <laughs> please watch the video get us their views uh yeah so daniel kaluuya won for um Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, I want to see Judas and the Black Messiah, but I also want to see these other two. Maybe not so much Trials of Chicago 7, but actress in a leading role, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, which is now on Disney+. Plus. I think, is that her third Oscar win? Hmm. I can't remember her first, but she won for three billboards a few years ago. Uh, did she get nominated for Fargo? Maybe. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. We'll never know. Uh, for <clears throat> actress in a supporting role, we have Yu Jung Young 
for Minari and her acceptance speech was great. I didn't watch any other acceptance speech aside from hers because it appeared on my newsfeed. Um, and I'll, in fact, I think I'll be able to get it up on here. Young, there you go. Here we go. Right after we have an Airbnb advert for you lovely people out there. I've never understood the popularity with Airbnb. It just seems like a weird kind of a getaway as opposed to a hotel. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's one of these videos. So yeah, I turned it on. Oh, no, I, I had the audio on. I had the audio. She, she mentioned, there you go. Very honored to meet you. I can't hear a thing. Nothing's yeah. coming on your end. No sound, eh? no. Oh, am I sharing the audio? As long as it's coming through on your end, to, so it's so people at home can actually listen to it. I mean, I can hear it, but now I'm aware. I'm you've made me aware of this might not be going through <laughs> on the uh, video. Well, it was a good idea. I, I'll happen. I'm sure if people are interested, they'll, they'll find it themselves. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so she addresses Brad Pitt for obvious reasons. Uh, she thanks the Academy. Um, and she says something else that was really, really funny and caught me off guard. Is it not going to? Yeah, it's not going to mention it here. I should have came prepared with this, but I right. did not. It was funny. Go watch it. It's on the Oscars page. <laughs> and she got it for Minari, right. which you can now watch on Prime for £10 rental. Which isn't uh, too bad, actually. You missed... Did you? Oh, you know what I missed one. Uh, um, anime feature film was obviously Soul. Yes, for obvious reasons. Onward never stood a chance. I'm glad Over the Moon got a nomination. I really want to watch that. It's on Netflix at the moment. But Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Here's the bottom of the barrel. And this is me as an Oscar voter scraping that barrel. And they find Farmageddon. Anyway, cinematography. Oh, I should mention, uh, The Lighthouse, the only Oscar it got nominated for was cinematography. All right. But not in this year. Last year, no. of course. Yeah. But do you think it would have deserved it if it got it? Yeah. Uh, it would deserve acting Oscars as well. It would deserve directing as well. Willem, Willem Dafoe got so snug for The Lighthouse. It was, it was maddening. Absolutely maddening. Um, cinematography, Mank won that. Um, I actually thought it would go. I thought Nomadland would sweep these Oscars with how much people are talking about it. Uh, but we'll mention that later. Uh, costume design, Ma Rainey's got it. Anne Roth, apparently, Anne Roth's name is like synonymous with costume design. She's worked on so many others that I can't even mention. There's like so many she's worked on. Directing, uh, Chloe Zhao won for Nomadland. We kind of saw this coming. Uh, but ironically, not so. You've got films that we put her off. You've got films like Sound of Metal. You've got Mar Range Back Black Bottom. You've got Mank. You've got Minari. Directing, you've got barely any of those. You have Mank and Minari. But then you've got Promising Young Woman and then another round. There's mm -hmm. no The Father. There's no. Any of the others that I've mentioned, Mulan, Pinocchio, right up there. Um, so I I don't understand their process of choosing directing uh, as opposed to other categories. It doesn't make sense. My octopus teacher got documentary. It's about an octopus. Um, <laughs> documentary short subject. You got Colette. It's about a chick called Colette. Um, film editing, you got Sound of Metal. Uh, that's on Prime now. Yes, it is. It's on my it's on my uh, watch list as well. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of um, Riz Ahmed, um, and I will no doubtly find the director to be a delight uh, with how he takes the film, and I'll be watching out for him. Yeah, international feature film, another fucking round. Got it. Thomas Vinterberg racking them Oscars up. Oh, I, I honestly can't wait to see that. And we don't have a release date for the UK yet. 
so we can't watch a film about men drinking during the day. <laughs> That's pretty much what the movie's about. And I want to say it. Makeup and hairstyle, you got Marbury and his black bottom, among others like Emma, Hillbilly, Elegy, Mank, and Pinocchio. I really want to see that version of Pinocchio. Um, music and score, Soul got it. We've got Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross. Their names are synonymous with scores nowadays. Uh, music original. Okay, so when the music original score song got announced, I didn't know what film it was from, but it's from Judas and the Black Messiah, and the title mm -hmm. is Fight For You. Uh, it went up against Speak Now from One Night in Miami, uh, IOC or Scene from The Life Ahead, uh, Husevik from Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. <laughs> Uh, Husevik is a good song uh, and it seems like a very Oscar song and I'm actually surprised that it got nominated uh, Hear My Voice, Trial Chicago 7 I think I've heard a bit of it um, but I haven't seen the film yet uh, we'll leave Best Picture, we'll come back to it um, Production Design we've got Mank winning that this was a massive fucking heart from me um, mm -hmm. short film, If Anything Happens I Love You, got it my one honourable mention from last year. Do you remember when I said, when I asked you the question, what constitutes as a short film? <laughs> and basically, I was going to put this on my list, but it wouldn't have counted because it's a short film. Mm. Yeah, this was my one, like, short film, like, nod, and I'm really fucking glad I got it. It's, it's fucking brilliant. I love it so much. Um, short film live action, Two Distant Strangers. Apparently, um, I read something that... That film, that short film, was done five years ago by another woman. Um, and someone has basically taken that idea and reinvented it. And it's basically won an Oscar without even mentioning the original creator. Mm. Well, I'll, I'll send you some notes on that because it's worth looking into. It's, it's very sketchy. Sound, Sound of Metal got it. Obvious. Uh, visual effects, Tenet got it, just like they did at the BAFTAs. Still need to see it. Uh, writing adapted screenplay, you got, oh, I keep forgetting how long the Borat title is, Jesus Christ. <laughs> For writing, you've got The Father, that's adapted screenplay. Writing original screenplay, you have Promising Young Woman, um, that also won it at the BAFTAs, I think. Okay, best picture got all these nominations and and it's eight this year they usually have ten because there's the amount of times that, were, that, that that was released last year there's barely anything god damn yeah I'm actually surprised they didn't lump soul in with it just to fill the just to fill the the numbers but best picture we know Nomadland got it um, I haven't seen Chloe Zhao's speech yet, but I would like to see it. I'd like to see what... I didn't realise that she was uh, directing The Eternals, the Marvel film. Neither did I, until after the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It's in safe hands. It is. It is in safe hands when you've got a project that's helmed by a Oscar, Oscar winning director. Um, now, is she the first Oscar winner to make a Marvel film? Good question. I think she is. Is this Oscar winner in any category or Oscar winner for best picture? Any because, category? Right, okay, okay. Either um, either. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. I mean, okay, just for shites and gags, let's, uh, I'm going to share the screen again and we're going to quickly nip over to uh, Oscar winners. Uh, and we're going to see how many of these Oscar winners. We'll just go off Best Picture. I mean, it could be from any year, basically. But if you see a name. Oh, they're the studio names. They're not the directors. Okay. We'll go for Best Director then. I thought I, I, thought I spelled winners as wieners there. <laughs> right. So if we go from 2020 and we'll go backwards. So we've got Chloe Zhao, we've got Bong Joon-ho, we've got Alfonso Cuaron, he's done nothing. Uh, Guillermo hasn't done anything. Damien Giselle hasn't got anything. 
Alejandro Gonzalez. Oh, wow, he wrote two years in a row. Okay. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron again. Nothing there. Ang Lee hasn't done one. Uh, Mikhail Hazanavisius. Hazanavisius. Tom Hooper, we know he did cats, so that doesn't count. Um, Catherine Bigelow, Danny Boyle, Cohen Brothers, Martin Scorsese, Ang Lee. No. Ang Lee has done a Hulk film. Yeah, although it's not an MCU. No, no. Yeah, because Chloe Zhao is part of the MCU bank. Um, Sam Mendes, Steven Spielberg, James Cameron. No. Uh, I'm going to go back to the um, to the early 70s and then we'll leave it there. Um, just in case, you know. <laughs> um, no. No, we don't have it. No. So she is oh, the well. first. Uh, Oscar-winning director for an MCU film. There you go. Awesome. And that'll depend on the eternal success, whether they'll hire more Oscar winners, because imagine, I know he won't do it, but imagine Guillermo getting paid to do a Marvel film with the practical effects he could put in. My God, that would be insane. But no, he's working on Pinocchio at the moment. Oh, that's right. Awesome. Well, I've exhausted everything I want to talk about. Me too. I'm running out of breath. (laughs) Go and watch The Lighthouse, or maybe even this little thing that I picked up a couple of weeks ago. Now, this, Dan, is some rare shit. I just want to showcase this before we end, because I'm really proud of it. Um, This is a one in a thousand copies, I think. It's extremely rare. Um, I got it for a reasonable amount, but it's going for loads. Um, it is the Blu-ray uh, collector's edition of A Trip to the Moon, one of the very first films ever to ah. enter the atmosphere. Where um, did you get that? Uh, I got it off eBay. <laughs> I got it off eBay. Um, how, much, was, how much for? Um, I paid 55 but people are selling it, reselling it for like just over like 150, 200 quid. Sealed, it's worth a thousand, but I want to watch that shit. I want to read. It comes with a long-lost autobiography of George Méliès, which I cannot wait to read. I'm, I'm really excited to dig into this. Clockbound covers and everything. It's so sexy. It's so nice. Um, but yeah, guys, watch Bad Times at the El Royal. Watch The Lighthouse. Watch Damaged. What is it? Unhinged, that one. <laughs> watch it at your own risk so we've we've just escalated in order of watching the lighthouse is the best so leave that to last bad royales middle middle ground unhinged is scraping the bottle of that barrel not necessarily scraping it you've still got a few inches left at the bottom before you scrape it <laughs> you've got a, an inch of scum <laughs> before you get to it and that is the lesson to take away from this there's always an inch of scum wherever you go an inch of scum. That's, that's the title. <laughs> Farewell, people.